The Theonauts, episode 43. The one where we follow the spirit and it takes us uphill both ways. The Theonauts Podcast. Christian news from around the globe. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Explore the vast reaches of God's word. Hello, all you Theo ambassadors out there. <laughs> How you doing? Yes, I'm David Gaddy. I'm Jeremiah Orr. And I'm Kevin Gaddy. And, and all three of us are the, the Theo Nots. Here, suck up to the mic a little Step up to the microphone, young Kevin. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Yes, my son Kevin is here with us again Woo! today. One of my favorite people in the entire world, Kevin. Aww. Yes. Yeah, kind of cute too. So, and we are back from <laughs> yes. the third world. Woo! Back into Disney World. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's what it's like, man. It is. It's, it like, it's like we're Mickey Mouse. Yeah. We're just hanging out in Disney World. They yeah. got a care in the world. Last night, my wife brought me home ice cream just as a surprise, and I'm just like eating it through my tears, going, Oh, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Eating it through your tears. Yes. I made it through that whole gallon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pint, David, a pint. <laughs> oh, man. Totally different world. Woof. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, but was... glad to be back. Yes, and Kevin was with us as well. That's right. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll be talking about the trip all throughout the show, I'm sure. Um, right. Just uh, I want to give a shout out real quick. Do uh, it before we do before we jump into this. Uh, so we're having our area wide youth rally going on right now. It's our fun little thing where we pull a hundred kids in and teach them the gospel. Anyways, Riley Neal, one of our Theonauts yeah, from before, yeah. he, uh, the Theonauts he, own Riley Neal, Theonauts own Riley Neal came down, uh, from Baylor yesterday where he's studying, uh, what appears to be theology. And, uh, <laughs> that was harsh. Sorry, Baylor. <laughs> Anyways. And, uh, he, uh, he spoke, at our rally, and it was just, um, I'm still blessed by by what he said. So thank you, Riley, for uh, coming down and, and allowing the Spirit to speak through you and uh, telling the kids about Jesus. It was great. Awesomeness. Yeah. So. so he goes off to college for a little while, and now he's a big shot. Yeah, now he's a big <laughs> shot. It's, what's funny is he was uh, like 20 times, I swear, 20 times through his teaching, he said, students. <laughs> now listen, students. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so awesome. But I guess his professor does that at, at Baylor, so he kind of like gleaned that. Oh, that's right. really neat, yeah. So oh, that's awesome. He's Man, he's doing great, though. So shout out to Riley. You're awesome, dude. Love yeah, you. cool. Anyways, so uh, you've only been back for like a day. Yeah, I mean, I'm still getting my legs under me. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting my sleep in. Yeah. 
But I'm fully Americanized, immersed now. Oh, you're back. You're back in it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, so, well, so yes, the Theonauts have been on hiatus for I guess a week. Yeah, we had a, a mini sode in the middle there. Right. You were supposed to. I was another one, and I totally blew it. And I thought about it as we were boarding the plane <laughs> to go to Haiti. I'm like, oh. I was supposed to do something. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I'll send a mini soda out there sometime soon. I promise. Yeah, something cool. So, but anyway, maybe so, an accident. Yeah. So maybe this will maybe this will make up for it. This is this will be a fun episode. I oh think. man, this will be one of my favorites. So, Theo trivia. Yes, it is another episode of Theo Trivia. Woohoo! I think I'm winning, right? You are winning. Awesome. Just like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. That means things are going to go downhill really fast. Okay. So what? Okay, okay so okay, here we... Okay, I... We, we need to keep a number system on this because we don't have a visual right. for, for us to look at to right. explain to people where we're at. Well, how many how many questions are on that card, Kevin? There are seven. seven. Okay, so seven questions, and I've answered two correctly. Yes, yes. and you you've are, answered and one I, 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 I've answered one. So right now it's two to one. Me in the lead, right? That is correct. Okay. Are you adjusting? That is correct. Something? I'm t- talking is that, into that the better? mic. Awesome. Good. <laughs> Licking yellow. Yeah, I was, Licking I was yellow. trying to bring okay. Kevin's level up a little bit. Yeah, we need to hear him. Hello. Okay. <laughs> That's better. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So I think it's your turn, right? Uh, you said you always start with me. That would, That's that right. Works. We always start with you. Okay, so, so that's why I I'm think on it's your history turn. and geography. Okay, here we yes. go. Okay, hit hit me with <clears> it. <throat> Which church did Paul suggest? Should excommunicate a fornicator of his father's wife. Oh, let me think. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. <laughs> that congregation would be the one at Corinth. You are correct. Moving on up. Corinthians. Tied with you. First Corinthians. Who's not winning now? Oh. We're tied. Sheen. (laughs) (laughs) But he will be on top in just a second. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay. Prophecy question for Jeremiah. Okay. I'm I'm not Uh, very good at prophesying. Here we go. Which term of address... Which Jesus often used to refer to himself was also used to refer to Ezekiel more than 90 times in the Old Testament. You got it. <laughs> you got this. I see deer in the headlights over there. <laughs> can I? Can you re- reread the question just once <laughs> and then I'll answer? Because I think okay. I know, but I'm not sure. Which term of address, which Jesus often used to refer to himself, was also used to refer to Ezekiel more than 90 times in the Old Testament? Prophet? Am I wrong? Uh, Let me guess. Okay, you guess. Son of man. Oh, <laughs> man. Dude, I had no clue. 
I'm like, okay, I know Ezekiel. So does was that count? No, that doesn't count as my question. <laughs> I, Dang! I'll get some crazy. Oh no, he's gonna jump in. <laughs> I'll get some crazy thing from the middle of Ezekiel or something. <laughs> please, please, <laughs> me. How did you know that? I had no clue. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh wow, son of man. Well, I was thinking like son of God for a second, and I'm like, I know. Okay, whatever. Okay, it's his turn. So my turn. Yeah, uh, prophecy. Okay. Um, what two languages were used to write the Book of Daniel? Hebrew and Aramaic. Yes. yes. That's nice. That's nice. Good yeah. job. Awesome. So you're winning. I am two, winning. But I'm about to tie it up. You ready? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, another another prophecy question. Another prophecy question. <sighs> what three supernatural things can two prophetic witnesses in Revelation do, which are reminiscent of Elijah and Moses? <laughs> No, I have no clue what three things can a prophet do, reminiscent of Elijah and Moses. Oh my gosh. Okay, speak to God. Would that be one of them? Uh, no. Dang it. Just keep going. You got it. Do you know this? David, do you know this? Probably not all of them. How many of them? The three of them? There's three. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm a total failure today. Uh, prophesy, uh, see into the future? No. no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have no clue. I just, I don't know. Oh, oh I'm what, zero what for two okay, today. Okay, I'm going to guess um, <clears throat> resurrection from the dead. Calling fire from heaven. That's it? I don't know. None of those. Neither? Wow. Okay. All right. Your your answer is from uh, Revelations 11 and 6. Suspend rain, change water to blood, and cause plagues. Oh, wow. Awesome. I I don't get that. Well, I'm glad you got that question. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is totally rigged. So now How much did you pay, Kevin? Which one am I going to be on? You're on names, I believe. Okay, so next time we'll have to remember that. It's three to two now. Okay, if I might, this is upside down. So, Bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. Qui j'en ai Uh, bien, et tu? <laughs> I, I hey, immediately least, just revert to it, Spanish. At least you understood the question. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's just jump on the other side of the island whenever I can. <laughs> well, I think it's funny is, is you're not necessarily <laughs> the only one who oh, yeah. reverts to, to Spanish. It's so funny every, when people go over there. It's everyone's like C and whatever. Like, these people don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Like, I don't understand like, why. Did, did you see the guy on Loganov who uh, was speaking Spanish to us? And I was I, no, I, I couldn't tell what he was saying because I I wasn't expecting this man to be speaking Spanish. And I asked John, I was like, "What's this? What's this guy saying?" He, and John starts laughing and he goes, "He thinks you speak Spanish." 
<laughs> well, it's not a stretch because oh, yeah. the Dominican Republic is on the same island. Right, and, right on the other and side. They, and that is their language. Right. Um, and so, especially near the border of Haiti and the Dominican, there, there, there are uh, some... Uh, Pockets of Spanish. Yeah, there's some Spanish speakers. Right. They're multilingual. Yeah, and Spanish is one of their languages. It's just a, it's just a natural reflex to revert because you know it's what this is the second language of America, Spanish. Yeah. So. Well, one one thing that I think is really cool is um, how all the schools down there uh, teach their kids to be like trilingual. Yes, and <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, and um, Creole, Haitian Creole, is like a mix between uh, an African dialect and French. Right. So it's got a lot of French in it, and there are some, and there are also lots of, of French speakers. I mean, yeah. they can they can speak mm-hmm. you know fluent French, but uh, anyway. you know, I noticed their uh, their music too. Did you, whenever they were playing uh, football, football, yes, <laughs> up there, uh, there there was playing they were playing this like uh, Jamaican type uh, reggae, yeah, yeah, but they don't call it reggae over there. It's their own style, right. Of that genre it was really cool mm-hmm. and i'm like i talked to john he's like yeah but that's not reggae that's you know whatever I forget <laughs> the other. i'm like that's that's amazing wow. so anyways pretty neat but yeah so we went to haiti yes we did <laughs> and uh some of us were there uh three days some of right. us were there six, six days yeah. right you, du- you doubled the days yeah I, I went i had to go home early for this youth rally but uh yeah Y'all got to go to Logging Off, which is like yeah, the way and, cooler part of the trip. Well, so. you say that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Because that was, it, there was, I mean, that was, it was cool, right. but but it was also very, very tough. Right. Um, so let's start out uh, talking about what we, why we were there and all that sort of thing. Sure. So um, we, uh, with Footprints of Charity, started going to Haiti in 2010 after the earthquake and um we have been going oh i've been there six times now mm-hmm. and um each time i learn a little more and w- i think we get a little more productive because yeah. we, kn- we kind of know what we're doing and uh which is w- which is scary <laughs> <laughs> but uh <clears throat> so it, it's um we ended up getting connected with a local ministry, and this is 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 one of the very cool things. When we first started going, the idea was, okay, how do you do this foreign mission stuff? Right. And the thought was, oh, okay, we're going to have to buy some land, build a compound, and <laughs> I mean, because there's lots of organizations that do that. Right. And that's what I had it in, in my mind that we were going to have to end up doing. But then I went down there with a group called Adventures in Missions, which is a really cool organization that goes all over the world all the time. I mean, like, you can just pick, you know, say, next month I want to go to Africa. You're going to be able to go to their website and find a trip. Wow. So, yeah, it's, they go, they go uh, to Haiti, like, every month. Wow. And... Um, so we went down there with with, it, with them and learned real quick that you don't have to have a permanent presence in a country to to minister to them. You, what you have to have is contacts. Yeah, got to have people that that you can communicate with and trust. And uh, so when we went down there with them, uh, I just loved the model. It was like let's help this local 
church or local ministry in their community and and do things with them. And right. we would hire these translators to come in. And, and one of the translators that we met was um, Pastor John. And uh, pastor is kind of a, um, it's almost a term of endearment for them, like a, right. a term of respect for anyone who teaches and, and that sort of thing. But um, <clears throat> it's not like what we think of here. Right. As and they, and some of them do lead congregations, but um, but it's it's not exactly the same. It's not like the guy in the pulpit with a suit. And uh, I almost I almost felt like it was more like a um, minister type mm-hmm. role because they you know basically they they have they oversee and take care of people in their community. They they're kind of like a person that they people can go to whenever they have a question or need help. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was seeing. I had like I had one tell. pastor over there tell me, he said, the difference between pastors in Haiti and pastors in America is that uh, in America, the congregation pays the pastor. Yeah. And in Haiti, the pastor pays the congregation. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's great. So, uh, so, we, so that's how I met him. And uh, we hooked up through Facebook afterward and chatted off and on. <clears throat> and he moved out into the country area of Merge, which is right outside of Carfu, which is a suburb of Port-au-Prince. Right. And uh, he he started this little ministry. He calls it Success Ministries. Yes. And it's a children's ministry primarily, but, I mean, he serves everybody in the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really it's, it's really cool. The, the, one of the most, one of the busiest uh, men <laughs> that I've ever met. Uh, like... Uh... When we got home, I looked on Facebook and, and he had posted a status that just said, um, I took a rest today, but but I'll be back at my ministry tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, he uh, he definitely seemed Non-stop. pretty... Uh... So what we've been doing ever since is going down and helping him with his uh, ministry. And there's tons of work to do. If there's anything we really want, like have a desire to do on a mission trip... All I have to do is say, hey, is there a need for this? And he usually says, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we come down and do it. Right. And uh, and on this particular trip, one of the pastors that had worked with him in his ministry um, had gone to his hometown, which is in our hometown, home village, home whatever. <laughs> a compound Com- is, is what John called it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even. It, it's in the middle of the island oh. of Laganov, which yeah. is off the coast of Haiti. Well, it's in the middle of the Haitian Bay, and um, it is the poorest place in Haiti. Right. And um, and as I'm learning now, after a little more research, one of the poorest places in the world. And um, <clears throat> so when we found out about that, I asked the question, "Hey, well, can we go over there and minister over there?" He was like, oh, that's been a dream of mine. Yeah, let's go do that. <laughs> wow. So that's what we did the second half of the trip. So neat. So let's, um, okay, so let's let's look at some of the stuff that we did. Yeah. Um, man, the, we had, uh, this is one of the busiest um, uh, trips that we've done because we crammed a lot into a short uh, uh, amount of time. Yeah, it was three days of nonstop ministry for me, you know, for yeah. us. It was Really amazing from the time we got off, got off the uh, the, the plane, plane until we got got on the plane. It was, it was fun. But 
<laughs> yeah, so you know, we started on Friday. We got Friday was our first day. We got there um, about nine. By the time we bought our supplies we needed in Port-au-Prince and drove out to uh, John's place, um, it was around ten, and maybe a little after ten thirty, mm-hmm. right. something like that. And uh, then we got right into it right we we unpacked and immediately went straight to the orphanage right (laughs) so there's there's an orphanage called smyrna that is just a um a five ten minutes away right everything's by foot once you get there now by the way he says five ten minutes away it felt like an eternity for me (laughs) if you go online and look at my facebook you can see pictures of that first day and uh i have i'm wearing the same shirt i'm wearing now but it was completely covered in sweat like completely covered in sweat i we came out of a 30 uh, degree climate, right? Running uh-huh. around, right, uh, right. Uh, and, uh, and we, uh, and we, eighty five degree climate with one hundred percent humidity. Walking down and up sheer to me seemed like sheer cliffs. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was crazy. But they were actually just hills. It's funny. I <laughs> I try and warn people that what the terrain's like over there. And then everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I keep saying, imagine <laughs> imagine a beach with a road by it, and then everything, and then mountains, and everything's in the mountains. And so you drive up this hill, and you're in the mountains, and everything you have to go to is either downhill or uphill. It's never straight. It's mm-hmm. either downhill or uphill. Right. It was amazing, the terrain. I, oh, my goodness. So, so that was one of the biggest things for me, personally. <laughs> so uh, you got broke in right Oh yeah, off the bat. I mean, like right off the bat. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay, so anyways, we 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 trudge our way through this five ten minute trip. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the coolest thing. We opened the gate mm-hmm. of the orphanage, and I think Kevin and Luke were the first yeah, ones like through the door, and. I, I get this this view of you two guys going through the door <laughs> and kids charging them. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, like get the blanco. It was, yeah. well, it, it was just it, it was. Um, I had never been to the orphanage before. This, this was my second time to be there. I think last time y'all y'all went was that the first time y'all went to the orphanage. So yes, in May. We so were. I I had never been there before, and I have never been to. Uh, an orphanage at all so i wasn't i didn't really know what to expect but it was um it took my breath away like yeah. as soon as we opened up the door th- there was a-, a kid in my arms <laughs> like, you, like immediately immediately <laughs> you just you saw these genuine the, the most genuine loving smiles yeah. you'll ever see in your life and these kids are just sprinting at you and 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 this this one boy, um, I feel awful because I could not understand how he pronounced his name. Uh, I know basic letters. It was like Smelna or, or or something along those lines. But I feel awful because I can't remember. <laughs> but now there was a Snyder. No, it was wasn't. It? it wasn't Snyder. Okay, I know him. <laughs> um, but this this kid just ran to me and literally jumped into my arms. And I did. I didn't put him down the entire time, except for when we went to go get them food. And he, when we came back, I remember I set the rice down, and uh, I had told this kid my name, and I just heard Kevin, 
And he jumps right back into my arms. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the whole time, he's just giving me the tightest hugs that I have ever felt in my entire life. And it was just a really uh, moving and and wonderful experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's there's so much that, that you can do when you, when you come and visit people like that. Right. And uh, this was the first... I think it was really cool that we went there first because... Over and over again, I keep saying this. You can't fix this with money. Right. Right. I mean, you can't you can't hug a child and let a child know that someone on the other side of the world or to them on the other side of the world loves them. Right. Just by sending a check or whatever. It's one of the reasons why I feel compelled to actually go there. Sure. Is so that so that for that social bond that exists there uh there's right. there's so much you can do without even giving them anything amen and uh so <clears throat> when we when we got there we did um we did some some games and and taught the kids and right uh jeremiah you kind of took the lead of that <laughs> we did a um well first thing we did was uh, ten thousand broke out the guitars yeah. and played a song for them right and they sang with us uh, in their they know ten thousand re- yes, reasons they, they, and hate no, they know it in and, english yeah, right. Anglais. Anglais. So they sang with us, and then uh, and then we did a Bible study, our Bible story. We mm-hmm. did King Nebuchadnezzar uh, when he turns into a wild animal. So <laughs> I love that you picked that story. Yeah. <laughs> it it's just like a, you know everyone's doing Noah's Ark and Moses and right. And <laughs> Well, well, Jeremiah says we're gonna do the lycanthropy story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I was trying to think. Okay, I know people have been there, and I know they've taught them stories out of the Bible. I imagine they've taught them all the token, you know, stories. So right, right. I want to teach them something that maybe is not token. Token, and I thought about Daniel and Lions Den. No. And I thought about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it led me to Nebuchadnezzar. And I thought, oh, there's this really cool story, and Nebuchadnezzar turns into a wild beast. So we dressed him up. I had one kid who was King Nebuchadnezzar. I gave him all these gold coins, and then uh, I put on this beast mask on him. And so using John as a translator, they they all listened to the story. It was really fun. And uh, and afterwards, they kept the clothing. They wanted the clothing, so I let them keep it. I've, here, I've got a snippet of some of that. Okay. And that advisor, his name was Daniel. Daniel knew who God was. And he worshipped God as the only God. So King Nebuchadnezzar listened to Daniel. <laughs> so you can you can hear the the translation happening there. Yeah, man, it was so fun just teaching that. And so, uh, let's see. Then uh, we had them sing for us, mm-hmm. and they did Papa Abraham, right? <laughs> Which is Father Abraham. Yeah. Papa Abraham. Papa Abraham. That's right. And then uh, and then we did gospel bracelets. So I we passed out. These bracelets that had the different colored beads on them. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. we explained the gospel to them and uh, through the translator, and, and that worked out great. And so, uh, and then we just just loved on them, yeah. man. It was fun. So, and and we went to a local, um, um, I guess marketplace Market. or little 
a little store, if you want to call it that. They, uh, they, they look like concession stands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and bought some uh, food for them. Right. Bought some rice and some Cheetos. Yeah, <laughs> rice and Cheetos. Some rice and Cheetos. No, but we also got some uh, oil and some corn and uh, a whole plethora of other things that we didn't carry that that the store didn't actually have enough of. So yeah. they were going to bring it whenever they got it. I didn't see that we had Cheetos. Yes. <laughs> did, did we get on while we were down there with the, the rice and all that? Yes. Yes. Um, you were too busy being a packed mule. For yeah, you were yeah. carrying. Yeah, you were carrying the rice, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that rice is fifty five pounds uphill. Oh and my you just throw that thing over your back and carry it for up, up, up a hill, mile uphill both ways. Yeah. <laughs> it really is uphill both ways yeah. because it's like a valley in between. Right. So, but yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, oh that was, that's great. And that was just the first time we uh, played Pack Mule sure. on the trip. Sure. Oh, it, it got, Pack Mule got worse. <laughs> yes, it did get worse. I got to give my guitar away to a kid. Oh, yeah, that was cool, too. Yeah. He, uh, I've been praying. I, I have a, I had this extra guitar that I never used in anything. So I thought I'd take it on the trip and then give it to, how cool would it be to give it to somebody over there, you know? As a, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was praying about who to give it to. And so this kid, after everything's done, he picks up that guitar and he he doesn't know how to play it, but he's just strumming it like a rhythm, right? You know, like like a drum or something, and he's singing these songs at the top of his lungs, like you can hear them all over. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, that's it, that's that's it. So I I gave it to him, and he didn't. I don't think he even realized like <laughs> he was so overwhelmed. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it was just yeah. kind of like a I, shock to I, him. I wish I could have heard that because while, oh while that goodness. was going on was when we went to get the rice. Right. I got to rest while you guys are going yeah. to get a rice <laughs> and uh, do that. So um, anyways. Well, maybe. they did say that they have someone that can teach him. Awesome. So, so yeah, he's going to, hopefully he'll learn. I told him he has to learn. If he's, <laughs> he's gonna have it. So hopefully he yeah. learns. And when I get back, he'll be able to play me a song or something. Be fun, but. So when we got done with the orphanage, yes, we went to um, to do English class. Right. So this is one of the things that the Success <laughs> Ministries does is they teach these children, uh, not the orphanage children. This is the community children. They teach them English so that they can have a trade. Right. English is very important to learn over there because the ones who learn it can actually. Uh, serve as translators. There's lots of missionaries since the earthquake. There's been lots of, of Americans coming over there, and there's a lot of opportunity for them right. to make money uh, serving as uh, translators. While we were there, uh, I had at least two guys come up to me and want to know if I could hire them to translate. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, this is, and one of them could speak English like real well. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, it was really. So, so we did the English class, and once again, Jeremiah, this was your day. Yeah. <laughs> Friday was kind of like Jeremiah's show, I felt like. So I taught English. That's, a, that's what my degree's in. I, actually, the reason I went, instead of going and get a pastoral degree, because my, my job is youth ministry, the reason I went to, to get an English degree and I got ESL certification was someday I really felt like God was going to use me to teach English. And actually, originally I thought India, mm-hmm. um, but I got to uh, <laughs> I got to teach this English class, and it was quite an experience. I thought I was doing a horrible job, but <laughs> well, we. Uh, yeah. You should have been there last year when, <laughs> when when they didn't know English at all at all. Right. So oh my goodness! Like uh, I taught I taught it last year, last yeah. February, and uh, I. 
I could not tell if they were getting it or at all. They all had like like stoic stares, stoic looks on their face. <laughs> and like afterwards, I asked John, I was like, "Did they retain any of that?" And he goes, "Oh yes, they they liked it." So <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> so I uh, we did we wrote lines about Jesus. Uh-huh. And uh, we did interchange Jesus for him, mm-hmm. and uh, then she and her and all that. And so, and then we vocabulary. just did a bunch of vocabulary. <laughs> Those kids are they're soaking up a lot because they they did really well. The mm-hmm. the kids that came up and wrote, yeah. So uh, pretty amazed by that. But and that's and that's another really cool thing that I like is that we're teaching them English, but we're teaching them Jesus, Jesus as yeah. well. Amen. That's and, right. Uh, so, so then as soon as the English class was over, we did shoe distribution. We had brought, right. we brought with us, uh, bags and bags and bags of shoes that people had donated. And, uh, and, it, and it's one of the cool things that also was real impressed with is that we got new shoes. People brought us new shoes. Right. And that's one thing that always, I mean, they're thankful for everything that you, that you bring them over there, oh, but yeah. I'm always like, I don't want to bring them used stuff. You know, right. I just don't because it's like I don't go buy used stuff whenever right. I go shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Absolutely so right. you know, it, it's almost like I, I feel like we're giving them the shaft or whatever. Sure. They're giving them the leftovers, mm-hmm. right. and instead of giving them you know quality things, right. and so we had tons of new shoes, Crocs, and and, the, and some used shoes that were like new that right. some guys had uh, had given. We had some. Nike tennis shoes yeah. and, and some high tops. Man, and, those went quick, didn't they? <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and so that was really neat watching because yeah. uh, you could just see the shoes that these, especially the little girls are wearing, oh, yeah. and it's just like falling apart. Right. And uh, so they were really excited for that. Yeah. Uh, so then that was pretty much all for Friday. Right. Um, <laughs> Which was a lot. <laughs> but yeah. So we get up the next morning. Yeah. And we do, uh, the girls did the Days for Girls yep. thing, which if you're not familiar, we've talked a little bit about that. But what that is, is that's feminine hygiene. Uh, these girls, there's a there's an uh, organization called Days for Girls that we partner with to do this that make uh, reusable, washable feminine hygiene products right. for third world countries. Because um, we, you don't think about it, but... When these girls are on their time of the month, they just they lose that time. Right. The whole week is gone, so uh, they can't go to school, they can't work, they can't do anything. Yeah. And uh, so the reason why it's called Days for Girls is because it gives days back to the girls. And we brought with us some very competent women for for this. Yes. Um, and man, we were so blessed to have uh, the the four women that we had right. serving because uh, they were all great. Um, and and they handled it really well. They really did, and it was really re- received well. And so we we made kind of a combination out of that. Jamie uh, was with us, and she uh, she does kind of a women's ministry anyway. Yeah. And so she was really good with the the locals, and she began a short little study before they did the days for girls thing, and it went over really well because she just felt called to to share her her struggles right that she's had she wanted to to relate to them right and so when she did that then she she asked the other girls on our team if they would like to share the struggles that they've been through yeah and my wife shared a little bit and then um one of the women women that was with us Candace 
got up and just gave this heart-wrenching testimony yeah. of where she had been through as she had a hard childhood. She had some uh, relationship problems when she got older and, and had um, uh, her, her first baby by a guy who left her. I mean, right. she's had all these, this real struggles and she was sharing it and crying and all yeah. this. And, and the translators translating all of this. And when they got done, one of the women stood up and started talking and she said, everything that y'all are saying, we've been through. You are like us. Wow. And that was, that was like a big light bulb moment. Yeah. Because it was like, they often see Americans as this up on a pedestal. Right. Right. So because the, they're rich, wealthy, they've got everything. Yeah. Everyone's dream is to go to America. And I mean, that's like... All, but whenever they heard all this, it was almost like they're us, yeah, in different skin, right? And that was so cool. And so uh, once they made that connection, then the days for girls thing just went brilliantly. Uh, it was I didn't hang around for a lot of the details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we were we were playing hearts. So. Yeah, we were playing hearts <laughs> yeah. while that was happening back at the back at, back at headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. But uh, from what I understand, it was well received. I know one of the girls had stood up. She was at the Days for Girls event we did last time we came. Right. And she said, since that day, my life has changed. You That you gave me my life back. Wow. And it's like, how uplifting yeah. is that? It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's such validation of, you know, of what God's doing there. That's that's so neat, man. Praise the Lord. So then, since the girls had their little thing, we got to do our manly stuff. Yes. We went and helped uh, uh, to work on a man's house, a man by the name of Alexi, Alexi. who serves there with John. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, he's just one of the the greatest servants you'll ever meet. One one thing I was thinking about is... uh, Alexi doesn't speak good English at all. He, I mean, he he knows a few things, but he he doesn't speak very good English. Right. But the two things that I hear him say over and over again, and he can say them well, is when he sees you, he will say hi, friend, and then he'll tell you he loves you. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and I mean, if 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 I need just needed to know two things in, in another language, it's it's hello friend and I love you. Yes. <laughs> Special, yeah. Yeah, I don't even call him Alexi anymore. Mm-hmm. I call him Zamim, which Zamim. is which is my friend. Mm-hmm. And he's just a great, great man. He's he's about sixty years old, but he can outwork all of us put together. <laughs> that's that's an understanding. The look on his face, man, I tell you, there are certain people that I see where I, I really believe that this is what Jesus looks like. <laughs> just a look on his face, it just it looked like Jesus. I mean, I tell you, it, it was the love that he has. Yeah. He's just his heart. It's amazing. Real caring individual. Yeah. And the whole time we're there, he's hauling water, yeah. he's sweeping floors. He's just not like he's never he's never still. He's constantly a servant. Yes. Yeah. Just taking care of people. And you go to his house, and it's in the slums of Carfu. Right. He lives right on the edge of the refuse um, ditch. Right. And so, like his his home is is right there on the the dump. Yeah, you you can almost step out out of his front door and fall. Yes, because <laughs> there's a ditch. I mean, like a, a like deep a, ditch. Yeah. There and. 
his home um, has uh, had has three walls to it. Well, one of them is kind of a porch area where his son lives. Yeah. And that is in the alley, and they're kind of closing that up. But we told John we want to fix Alexi's house. Right. And so it needed a floor because it was just a dirt floor, and it needed uh, concrete work and some brick work. Right. So uh, he got all those materials. We we paid him to, to buy all the materials and, and and everything. And then we told him we wanted to work on it. <laughs> oh, man. So so they had uh, they had workers there, but oh they goodness. but they planned for us to basically be pack, pack mules, pack mules, because uh, well, times we, ten. Yes, because uh, <laughs> where Alexi's house is isn't right there on the road. No. You have to walk like through alleys and through uh, right. uh, along cliff sides, along a cliff and, and everything, in order to get to his place. So they dumped all the sand they're using for, or the limestone that they were using for the concrete. Yeah. They dumped it out there in the street, and then we had to put it into bags and carry it yeah. all the way over to his house. I couldn't even lift one. The, guys, well, so. they they had to weigh seventy five to one hundred. Plus, yeah, that's easy, about what I was easy. thinking. Yeah. And uh, there was the same size as the fifty-five pound rice bags, but you put sand in that. Yeah. And but so anyway, we carried all that over there, dumped it, and then the other part of our team would shovel that into sifters, right? And sift out the big stuff and create a fine powdery sand that they could use for mortar, right? And uh, and then we had to carry that into the house where they were mixing the mortar on top of uh, all of this being in the blistering sun. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ninety degrees, hundred percent humidity. Um, so yeah, we we had a, a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. And uh, so yeah, and we also got to experience a lot of Carfu and see yeah. what the city looked like. Uh, yeah, I, I've never. That was the first time for me to, to be like actually off the the highway. Yeah. Carfu. I've never seen more than just the highway. So then we went and we did, after that, we did the soccer ministry. Yes. Which is at the top of a mountain in Merge. So much yes. fun. And uh, that's really cool. It just takes a lot of work to get to the top of that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it, Jeremiah? It does. <laughs> you know, and by that time, though, I had been appl- acclimated. So to me, it was just, I looked at it and I went, all right, this is another hill. And so, you know, I stopped a couple times, but man, I mean, it was, it was a biggie, but, uh, you know, at the top of that, I felt like I can do this, you know, this is yeah. great, but, uh, it was so fun to watch these, these kids play soccer. I mean, half of them are barefoot and they're playing better than like, and that's not uh, a smooth it, field. It, it, no. it's, it, it's, it's all rock. <laughs> it's, it's, it's slanted. It's hilly. There's rocks everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's erosion in it. There's a road that runs right through the middle of the soccer field. Yeah. And they're just running as fast oh, as they can barefoot. Yeah. There. Playing and, their hearts out, man. And then the, the smaller kids are doing like schoolyard games. Yeah. And they they, they have an organized structure to it <laughs> that we kind of just blew up yeah, we because did. we pulled out bubbles and stuff. Yeah. Right. John, John said it was good though. So Yeah. Yeah. So well, they good. the kids enjoyed yeah. themselves. I think the teacher was a little miffed at us. <laughs> yeah. 
But she can't speak English, so it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had frisbees out there throwing frisbees to the kids oh, man, and pulling so bubbles. Yeah. Oh man, it was great. Yeah. And then going down right after that, we we walked down the hill. Well, we gave them the Bible lesson. Oh yeah, do the Bible lesson. Where right. Zach and and Luke yeah. did uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right, right. And so that was really good. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, then we went down the hill. Oh man! So I had this little kid that the they want to hold your hand while you're going down the hill, um, and so there's this one little guy who grabbed onto my hand. He was holding it, walking down the hill, and he kept slipping. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna fall. So I just picked him up and carried him halfway down the hill, <laughs> and he just, I mean, hold on for dear life, would not let go. You know, just. It was like he's clamped onto me. And then another one that, that was walking with me. But they were all, they just want to touch you. They want to feel you. Mm-hmm. They want to, they, they, it's almost like they crave the affection, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so we made it down the hill and uh, we go into this courtyard and feed them. There's right. like 160 kids or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's anywhere every week. It's either between, it's between 100 to 150 kids. Yeah. And, and we've, uh, uh, Footprints of Charity has, has, paid for that meal for a year and a half now every week and so that's one of the things the sponsorships help do and so we you know we went around and gave each of them a heaping uh, thing of rice and beans and you think you know just rice and beans but that's the only meal they're gonna get all day pretty much half yeah most of them and so it was just a really neat ministry to do just their their faces and Oh yeah, my goodness. it's really cool. Pretty powerful. I had this little girl come up to me and go, you big. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I know. She goes, I like big. I said, thanks. <laughs> and she, she gave me a hug and she goes, you like me? I said, yes, I like you. You're sweet. You know, so cute. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yes. Uh, okay. So then that was Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, Sunday we had, we went to their, to their worship service. Yes. Which is always uh, an interesting, fun. It totally takes you out of your culture, you know. Yeah, because it's not anything like what we mm-hmm. have over here. No, and uh, especially the prayers, because oh, yeah. when they all start praying, I mean, they're all talking at the same time. They're all praying, and, they're all praying and they get into it. Sure. And, uh, and there's also a lot of uh, the um, um, repeat after me. What do you call them? Um, uh, Catechisms, or yeah, catechisms, yeah, question and answer, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and so yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that they do that was, uh, you know, really cool. Yeah, yeah. you learn really quick what uh, messy Jay Z, which is thank you Jesus, yeah, that's said a lot, and Venezuelatinel, which is praise the Lord, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then after after the the worship we. Um, we went and got some more bags of rice <laughs> yes. and beans, and we uh, and and some oil, and we bagged it all up and made little family little kits for to hand out to families. Right, and we went and we distributed that, uh, and it's really cool the way John handles all the distributions of things like this because. He goes out into the community and hands out cards to a family. Right. So to and so what they have to do is they have to come to his compound area or, or to the little church that was there. And get the give a card, and then they'd get the stuff, food. So, yep. and so it's real organized and and right. Um, so and then he had to tell them too because we bought them uh, rice, beans, and oil, and he had to kind of tell them, hey, this isn't 
this isn't going to happen all the time. This is right. a special this thing. Is, <laughs> don't this, don't this expect this every week or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we we got them some uh, dental hygiene kits yeah. that we gave out to them as well. Uh, so that was really really cool. And then uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, yeah. On Sunday, Monday, you guys, you and the girls out. went home and yeah. and everything, and the rest of us went to Lagunov. <laughs> oh, tell yes. us about Lagunov, guys. <laughs> Okay, so Lagunov is, as we said, the poorest place in Haiti. It's an, it's an island in the middle right. of the bay. We had to take a two-hour trip from, well, a one-hour and 15, 20-minute drive from the airport. After we dropped y'all off, we drove this trip up around to the, the only port that goes to Lagunov. Right. We wait in the hot, blistering sun for 25 other people who want to go <laughs> because that guy will not push that boat away from <laughs> the until... It, in, unless we pay for the other yes. people, he kept he kept looking at me and going "cat," which is four. And we had four people. We were four. We had twenty one people on the boat. He had already loaded twenty one people on the boat, but he was not leaving until he got twenty five. Yeah, and and he said, "You." And he points at me. He's like, "cat," <laughs> and, and John looked at me. And he says. He says, if you'll pay for the other four, we can leave. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. no. <laughs> everybody on that boat was complaining at him. Yes. Uh, we're, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, all these Haitians are just yelling. And I look at John, and I'm like, What's, what are they complaining about? And he says, um, they're tired of sitting in the sun. And uh, they're complaining about how hot it is. <laughs> and I, I remember I just looked at Zach, and I was like, you know, if the Haitians are complaining about it being hot, it's probably pretty hot. <laughs> it was really hot on that boat. <laughs> so when we finally got 25 and we were able to leave, yeah. and it's about a 45-minute, it was pretty pleasant. It was pleasant that time. Because when we got to, we, <laughs> it was a good-sized little boat, sure. and we were tra- we were booking it. Wasn't hardly any waves. Wind was down. We were catching a lot of, of wind from the from going, so it felt really good because it's been hot. That's anyway, good. We, so we get to the port of Lagunov, and uh, we we get off of there, and it's like we're waiting on. Uh, they they tell us uh, uh, we're waiting on our truck. Yeah. And uh, that's going to take us to the place where the village area where we're going to go work. Right. All of a sudden, this truck comes like barreling into. <laughs> Into the port area, like screeches to a halt, and it's this Jeep Comanche, like an '80s model <laughs> Jeep Comanche. That's those j- things are hardcore, and it's j- jacked up like <laughs> the back end. Yes, <laughs> and it, the hood is held down with a <laughs> with screwdriver. A screwdriver. <laughs> the windshield's all cracked. T- tires, no tread, <laughs> no tread at <laughs> all. There, there's um. The backside of one of them, there was uh, there was um, tear going all the way around it. Yeah. it just, <laughs> so we all get in the back of this truck and we start driving through. I can't remember the name of this little town at the port, but yeah, it's it actually doesn't look much different than any other place that we've mm-hmm. been in Haiti. We're just driving around through there, and I'm thinking, this isn't wow. This isn't you know what I was expecting. Right. And we stopped at the little store, and he's like, let's buy some rice so that we can hand out to families where we're going. So we bought all this rice. Yeah. Let's. I, I want to point out that um, at this point there is eight bags of rice. Three five-gallon jugs of water, uh, all of our luggage, and seven of us in the bed of this truck. 
a Jeep, a Jeep, a Jeep, Jeep command. It's, this is not extended, you know. This is not a long bed. This is right. a short bed yes. Jeep. It's like a Ford, a uh, Ford. Uh, um, S10 Ranger, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a small one. It's so funny. So <laughs> the pictures are awesome. I love the pictures. So, so anyway, then we we start taking off and we come to a, a grocery store. I mean, a, 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 ga- a gas station. A really nice gas station. And I'm like, what's it, up with this? This is the best place we've been to in Haiti. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, was, I was blown away by that. There was air conditioning. There wow. was cold drinks. We uh, we <laughs> running water in the bathroom. Yes, it was, it was crazy. The, the drinks were were literally ice cold, and the fact that the bottled drinks had ice in them, and so we were just like, oh, <laughs> we amazing. were just all over it. Everyone's buying bottles and bottles of Gatorade sure. and everything else, and so we we get back in the truck, and and uh, John says, okay, uh, we are only four hours away. <laughs> I was like, what? Four, four. No, you're kidding me. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I was like, that's a little bit of information that and probably would have been good well, beforehand. And we're, and we're thinking about it. And there's not four hours worth of road on the island. I know. I was thinking, okay, the island is nine miles by two or something like that. Yeah. It's not that big of, of an island. Nine like, miles by two? Yeah, something like that. And it I was. Think I think it's a no, little it's bit bigger, bigger than, than that. that. But it. It can't be more. It's thirty. Wow. It's thirty-seven or thirty-eight square miles. So it's not that big. No. And and I'm thinking, how are we going to drive for four hours on this island? Well, once we started leaving, we re- realized why. When you let when we left that that the city, it turned into. It's actually it's bigger than we thought. It's two hundred eighty-six point nine square miles. Oh, okay. So it's it's a huge island, but still. But okay, but anyway, <laughs> so we we start driving. Yeah. And uh, it's like the best way I can explain it is, it's like driving on a dry riverbed. That's the first half. Yeah. Wow. Second half is like driving on Mars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we went. 10 less than 10 miles an hour like the whole way and it's constantly shaking back and forth <laughs> we're and up and down we're riding on the edge now of the tell truck. me about yeah on the edge of the truck i i saw these pictures i'm going how are you even staying in the back of that our legs are cramping oh yeah our, so anyway this was a it really was a full four hour trek right and when we, and we broke down uh yeah we 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 stopped for overheating, I think, four times. Yeah. We overheated four times. And then uh, uh, the U-bolt that holds together some of the suspension broke. Yeah. And we, we tied that back on with rope. Yeah. So he gets this old rope out and starts tying it where the U-bolt goes. <laughs> You're kidding no. me. And, and, so, and then I'm looking, while they're doing all that, I'm looking at one of the tires. And there is a good inch of tread hanging off the middle, <laughs> the inside of the tire. I'm like, seriously, we're driving over Mars. How is this doing this? It was definitely the spirit was working on that vehicle. Sure. <laughs> so there's, there's any, plastic bags in the engine. It took us all. Yeah, day, I saw it, that. it basically took us all day wow. to get from the airport where y'all were yeah. to where we were going. And uh, we got there, and it was really cool. Once we got there, it was. Uh, it's very, very rural. Um, it looks like what you would expect in the middle of Africa. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were in the middle of the island, so it was just dirt and rocks and scrub brush and yeah. things like that. And uh, 
uh, Pastor Omilga's house is where we, or his family's house is where we stayed. And a snakehead. And uh, yeah, we did find a snakehead on the road. John had told one of our team members, Chris was deathly scared of snakes, right? Yeah. And he's had he's had snake experiences in uh, Africa. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and so he constantly was asking about snakes. And John's like, no, 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 no. We just have little these little snakes. We're not poisonous, nothing. <laughs> Anyway, we see this viper's head in the middle of the road. <laughs> that thing looked like it was huge. It was like, wow, that's a pit viper of some sort. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, uh, so we we got there and uh, pitched camp all outside. Yeah. Uh, and so it was really a, a cool experience. Um, once we got there, had had goat liver. Yes, we. They actually fed us, yeah. and and it's one of those things where. Does goat liver taste like chicken? I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> it, was, it was edible. Yeah, it was edible, and and we kept telling each other this is a week's worth of food for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, do, do not turn your nose up at this, you know. And um, oh my gosh! And so we we um, we ate two meals. They, yeah, they, they, cooked, they, cooked they, us they cooked us two twice. meals, and. Uh, so really, we only had one working day there, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that day, we uh, we mainly just did two things. Yeah, we, we did um, we did food. Yeah. We, we brought the rice, and so we did the same thing we did with you guys. Right. We made rice for the families. Distribution didn't go quite as smooth. <laughs> <laughs> they run up and grab it, and well. well it was- it was the oil that was the problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because people, we didn't have enough bottles to put oil in there for everybody. So he had told them, if you bring an empty bottle, we'll put some in there for you. Well, people were taking bottles and then going it, it, and emptying, all emptying them into all something back. else and coming back with it. And so it just got really confusing. Yeah. And uh, needy people, I mean, you can't, this is just a human condition, sure, human absolutely. nature. They're, you know, trying. They have what, to survive. Right. And so... Uh, but it did go good. We we ended up, you know, they were very thankful, very nice, mm-hmm. all the people. And then we did a prayer walk, which was the only one we did on the trip. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping we would have a chance to do it in Merger. Yeah. But uh, we didn't. But we did the prayer uh, a prayer walk, which was really good. We met yeah. tons of people that were hurting yeah. and sick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of need in that on that place. Um and we think some of it has to do with with uh, not having clean water. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just no telling what mm-hmm. they... We didn't have any real medical people on our team, so we couldn't really diagnose anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have one uh, pair that we went in to, to pray for, yeah. and uh, the guy, he's like, he's going to take you in here to some sick people. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like... Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, there's, that's when you have to fully rely yes, on God. There right? was just some reluctancy there, but I was sure. like, you know, let's follow the spirit, brother. Let's do it. And let's just go in there. And we did it and we, we prayed for them. And I, I still think about them, uh, laying there on their bed, coughing and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, not having any me- type of medication. It, it's, um, it's so crazy the things that they ask for us to, to pray for them for. Mm-hmm. Because it's like um, poorest country, or I say the poorest part of Haiti. Um, a lot of, say it's the poorest, one of the poorest places in the world. And these people are, are, they're not asking for food. They're not asking for us to pray for water. They're they're asking that their 
that they remain faithful right and that uh that they grow in spirit and they want us to pray that their kids will grow in spirit and wow. it's just yeah it's, it's humbling yeah, yeah it really is they they um uh, prayer walks are always big for me because you, you you one you come out of your comfort zone cuz right. you're talking to strangers and um and um and everything but wow and then we went they had church for us both nights Twice. we were there mm-hmm. because we were there and wow. this was this was the the little church that Omilga had had started and they were Man, the people that were there were, were on fire. They were on fire. They were <laughs> worshiping. Man, they were going town. Um, and the first night, they asked me if I would speak for them. So I spoke about joy and huh. about how you can have joy no matter how much you have. That's wow. that's kind of where good. where I was coming from, and um, and talking about how part of our joy comes from giving what we have. Amen. And that sort of thing. And then. Um, um, the second night was amazing. It got really nuts. <laughs> they asked us because we'd been singing. We've been singing. We'd been singing as yeah. we were working, and so they heard right. us singing a lot. And and uh, <laughs> and so they said, "We want y'all to sing, like a do a song, s- some songs for us." Huh. So we sang three songs for them uh, the next night. And the last song we sang was "This World Is Not My Home." I'm oh, just a passing through. Such you know? a beautiful song, yeah. And um, <clears throat> so we sang we sang that song, and when we got done, uh, Amilga gets up. Amilga, yeah. yeah, got up, and he starts singing the same song in Creole, <laughs> and they jumped on it. They were like, "Yes!" And they just went to town on that song. Wow! <laughs> and um, oh man, awesome. it was just. It was almost like you know how kids do like what they they the uh, the a- amen song, yeah you know it's like um, you know that amen yeah amen they they were into this and um, they had all these movements tied like, to each verse you know um, when the the kids at the orphanage were doing uh, Papa Abraham you know the, oh yeah the, 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 uh-huh. the different moves they would do with each verse right they were doing that. With um, this world is not my home. No, yeah. the Amen song. Oh, with Amen. Yeah. So they the, were this tent full of people, uh, uh, adults and kids, <laughs> yeah. jumping and squatting and doing all this stuff with <laughs> and up and down the aisles. They it was just really cool. And that's then, awesome. And then Chris preached to them about hope. Oh, neat. And uh, and that was another really good uh, wow. experience. So. And then what we ended, we we brought Life Straws, which if you don't yeah. know what Life Straws are, um, th- this is a company that makes it's a personal water filter um, where you can drink out of any almost any standing water source, right? And it and it filters out ninety nine point nine 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 percent of all bacteria and right. protozoa. And so um, they we we gave those to the church to hand out. Yeah, we also gave them Bibles. We brought a big box of Bibles. And they handed out, and these were these people's first Bible. Wow. It was, it was so awesome. Oh, it was beautiful. The looks the, on their faces. Yes. They were like holding it up and smiling. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, oh, it was just, it was great to, to see all that. And wow. then, um, and so, uh, yeah, that's, that's really all we did. And then we started this big long trek back. Yeah. S- starting with, uh, setting alarms for two thirty in the morning. Yes. We left <laughs> the compound Gosh. there at 3 a.m. Starting this four hour trek back to the, and I think it was longer than four hours. I don't know. It, it was long, but 
it wasn't as bad because it was cool out. It was cool out. Huh. But we had um we had to stop and air the tire up several mm-hmm. times and then the tire <laughs> finally just went out and he had to change the tire. And uh <laughs> so but then comes the really fun part for Kevin. We get to the port and we get uh, 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 uh there's only us and like three other people ready to go back. Yeah. And they said, it may take a while for us to get 25 people. I was like, what? <laughs> You're still not going to leave until we get 25 people who want to go back to the mainland of Haiti. Unbelievable. So we ended up paying for the rest of the people they needed. Well, John bartered a price for us. Yeah, he bartered he- it down. But we ended up paying basically for the full boat of people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well. Oh my gosh. So anyway, yeah, I guess they got to make a living, huh? But this was a smaller boat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and what was right off the bat, we thought something was strange because we get in the boat and the guy goes here, and he gives us this tarp. <laughs> and we're like, what are we supposed to do with this? You put it behind you. You know, he's like, in all this is in Haitian. We don't know what we're doing. And so you put this tarp behind you. And I look at, I'm sitting right next to John, and I'm like, what's he saying? He's like, so you can pull it over your head whenever the he said a, a weird phrase when the water shaft comes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what, is, what does that mean? He says, I don't know. Water shaft. <laughs> like, so okay, <laughs> we we had to to go under some oh, anchors or something like yes, that. Yes, we had to go under the anchor and the ropes. We oh, yeah. we thought he was saying that we just put it over our head so the ropes wouldn't. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. But huh. no. But no, no. We figured out real quick what this was about. <laughs> so what are water shafts? Well, the this was a smaller boat going yeah. across open ocean between oh island and gosh. Haiti. And so hit waves. Yes. It was white capping out there. Yeah. Huge swells. And uh, of course we just kept thinking about Jesus in Galilee, and, yeah, of course. and the, the the disciples going, "Do you not care that we're dying? <laughs> that we're gonna die?" And Jesus is like, "Oh, you have little, little faith, faith yeah." <laughs> because we got out there into those swells, and the guys got only so much gas, so he's hitting these swells as fast as he can. Oh my gosh! And he's running up our side of the boat up against the wave. So, so that's what that's our, the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, so we're catching all this water coming over. We're going, we're, it's like we're ramping like w- every wave and hitting the bottom of that. Gosh. W- like crazy. Well, they, they had everyone uh, sitting towards the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, me, so and, it could plane. me and Chris were the, the closest to the front. And it seemed like everyone else had a decent time. Except for me and Chris, <laughs> absolutely hated it. And it, I mean, I think it was because it's, it it was worse in the front yeah. than it was in the back. And but, you were coming down hard. Oh almost. man, I would, we, I I would go a good good foot off the out of my seat each time <laughs> and land right and back. And this isn't right cushion. Back. This and is no, not at all wood, right? Then, yes. Um, they, they old had a, wood barely held together. They, they had a, <laughs> uh, the the door to their uh, storage bin uh, came off its hinges, and <laughs> yeah, and, and Chris was was telling he was like every time that would hit the bottom of the wake, I just imagine all that old wood being held together by screws or nails. Oh my god! He gosh. says I could just see the boat shattering into a million pieces. Oh yeah, and. and 
in my opinion, it was wor- worse by far than both the- four-hour <laughs> truck rides <laughs> on the island. So anyway, we, wow. we got through it, and we got through uh, the, the long tap-tap drive back to Merger, and we just crashed. Yeah. <laughs> So we day. were non-productive for the rest of the day. Sure. And uh, then we got up and went up to the airport the next day. Wow. So, wow, it was... Uh, Quite an experience. Yeah, it was amazing. But uh, God was working in it all. I saw I saw so many people mm. uplifted and so many people um, um, that enjoyed us being there. And that alone is worth price of admission. Yeah, I tell you, if there's one thing I learned from this trip, it's uh, number one, to be thankful. Yeah. To be extremely thankful for, for, uh, you know, what I have and that things are a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, getting back and taking a shower and thinking about the fact that I have hot running water in my house anytime I want it. Yeah. And not not even thinking about that, you know, and then uh, having electricity twenty four hours a day, you know, it's just amazing. It's it's crazy. Those little things that we take for granted. I mean, that's that's nothing. To yeah, us. for me, it's it was cold drinks. Oh my gosh! I don't mean like soda, but I mean like cold, right. like being able to drink something having cold. Ice. Yeah, uh, the the pint of ice cream that your wife brings you. Yes. So, is there any? Like just right quick before we do the interview, uh, is there any like one major event or memory that just hits you that is that is uh, <laughs> that was sort of life changing or anything like that? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so we're on Loganov, and uh, we're about to go on our prayer walk, and um. I love John with all of my heart, and uh, he is—he epitomizes what a Christian should be, and it's—it's it's really humbling, mm. and edifying, and uplifting, and just all around spiritual to be around that man. So, we walk outside of the house that we were staying at, and there, there's a man standing in the yard, and uh, we started talking to him. And he had never heard of God in his entire life. Wow. And um, that alone to me is kind of mind boggling just to think that right. that this is the first and, and the only person I have ever encountered who did not at least know who God was. Right. And so um, we started witnessing to the man. Which, by the way, I had a really hard time with because it's yeah. like, where do you start? Where do you start? I started at Genesis. And I, I thought... <laughs> I th- I thought you did well, <laughs> but um, wow. we're we're witnessing to the man, and and the whole time we're talking, you you could just see this this look in this man's face. He's not doing any eye contact. He, he's he's, just... he's not making any eye contact with us, and he just got he has this look of some kind of deep pain mm-hmm. on his face, whether it be anger or or what have you. He had. It was a dark, it was a dark look that he had. And um, while we're talking, wow, he he just starts to walk away, and he says, I, "I I'm leaving." He 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 didn't want anything to do with it. And yeah, he didn't and, even let us get to Jesus really. And wow, 
he just started walking away. And um, I feel sorry for dad because he didn't, he didn't see this happen. And I wish that he did because it, 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 it literally took my breath away when I saw it. John stops the man as he's walking away. And John takes off his shoes and he hands them to him. <laughs> and uh, the, the man, he, he kind of stops and he, he has this confused look on his face. And uh, he's, he's already wearing some shoes, but the guy reaches down and he takes off his shoes and he puts John's on and he walks away. And that just, it, it blows my mind because I'm thinking about John lives in Haiti, the, the poorest country in, in the Western hemisphere. He's got no running water. Well, I mean, uh, he kind of does now, but not really. <laughs> He's got no running water. He's um, very little electricity. Very little electricity. Maybe an hour, hour a night. Uh, no air conditioner. He he practically lives in a concrete box, and it's, it's eighty-five to hundred degrees year yeah. round. And um, he he has work, but still, it's hard to get food. It's hard to get clothes, anything over there. This man who really doesn't have anything takes off his shoes and gives them off his own feet, off his own feet and gives them to this man wow. who had just completely blown us off. That'll preach away. right there, man. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Special. Uh, what about you, Jeremiah? Uh, I keep thinking <laughs> about the fact. Okay. So when I got off the plane, and I walked out for the first time and I saw all those people lining the street, right? On either side. Uh, my first, my first knee jerk reaction was fear. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was, I was afraid. And the reason I was afraid is because it was, it was all just new to me. Um, but by the time I left, uh, God had, change that fear to 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 one of compassion and love like it was just this huge opposite feeling when i left and it was a it was something that i i believe that every christian should experience um the desire to uh <laughs> to embrace the unknown and to embrace brothers and sisters that you, you, uh, you know, have no clue about mm-hmm. and, and to love them. And, uh, you know, on the other side of the world, it's not, it's not so far away from us, you know, it's, it's right there. And, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it was a powerful experience. I think the orphanage was probably the, uh, the thing that, that sticks out most in my mind, just those kids hungering for affection. Um, and realizing I asked about one boy who, there who uh, um, had been there. He was, I think he was like uh, 15, mm-hmm. and he'd been there since he was, you know, like three or something. <coughs> and just imagining him being, growing up in that, just within that compound, right? right. Uh, and this little small world, um, it's just a, it was an amazing experience. I don't think. Uh, 
I don't think I've ever seen or experienced anything like it. It's just life changing. So, man, I'm ready to go back. It was, you know, heartbreaking <laughs> and yet amazing. So, how about you, Dave? Um, there's so many for me. The, 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 I guess one of the things that, that really got me is that trip to Laganov was so hard and so grueling that I kept thinking, um, it, it's, it's really hard for us as Americans to go through all that. And I kept thinking about the Apostle Paul telling the Corinthians, I've been beaten up. I've been shipwrecked three times. I spent a day and a night in the deep. And of all this, the burden of the churches daily. <laughs> you know, he's talking about all this persecution and stuff that he went through. And it's not just persecution from people, but persecution from the elements. Right. And I just kept thinking about how hard to me that boat trip and that uh, that truck ride was. But it seemed almost like nothing. Mm -hmm. By the time it was all through, I was like, I would go do it right right now. Yeah. I would go do the exact same thing again to experience what we experienced on that island. Mm -hmm. And uh, wow. I mean, like in a second, I would go do sure. it. And, and it's like, I, and it wasn't even nothing compared to what Paul went through. And so it's just about perspective. Yeah. Whenever you really start looking at your life and how... This is, for crying out loud, guys, this is Disney World we're living in. It is. This is make-believe. Yeah. The world is not like this. Uh-uh. And, uh, and, and, and it is, it is it's so good to touch the real world and see what other people have to, to deal with on a regular basis. Right. Yeah, I, had, um, I was hanging out with a few friends yesterday, and uh, one of them said to me, she asked, because um, as as I've talked about on uh, on deal knots before, I, I struggle with anxiety and, and depression, and she asked, um, "How how do you feel when you're over there?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "Well, I know you struggle with, with your issues here. How do you feel over there?" And um, I wasn't expecting that question, and I just kind of stopped and thought about it, and I was like, "You know, I feel fine." And I was like. <laughs> Because over there, it's not about me. I don't have to worry about all of these worldly things that get me down here. I'm like, over there, it's just me helping others Amen. and loving others. That's and I was good. like, I feel, I don't feel anything. Right. The release <laughs> so that just, happens whenever you're ministering over there mm -hmm. and you lose sight of, you know, all the, all the, you know, no, no cell phones, the petty stuff, no right. internet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, in addition to uh, to this show, we're going to do a, a little mini-sode uh, midway through the week because we did a interview with Pastor John, and we want to release it kind of standalone all by itself, and it's about 20 minutes or so, so it'll be uh, a long mini-sode, but we'll still be able to, to get that in. So you guys make sure and tune in for that as well. 
Well, the Theonauts are part of the Great Commission Transmission Network, using new media and social networking to go into all the world and proclaim the good news to everyone. To find out more and to partner with us, visit us at gctnetwork.com and subscribe to the newsletter there to stay up to date with the la- from the latest of all of our shows, including Finding Christ in Cinema. There are several ways to contact us and to leave, fa- leave us... Uh Leave us feedback. Wow. Send an email to Theonauts at GCTnetwork.com. You can call us on our voicemail line at 972-885-7270. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast portal. And don't forget to leave us comments there and to rate us. Tweet to us on Twitter using at Theonautical. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Theonauts. Follow us on Instagram at Theonauts and don't forget to tune in again and explore the vast reaches of God's word with us. Yeah, once again, you can visit Footprints of Charity at footprintsofcharity.org. You can you can uh, sponsor a child there and help out the work that's in Haiti that we've been uh, talking about. And so, guys, I want to thank you for being here. My son, Kevin, thanks for showing up. Thanks, Kevin. Yep. And Jeremiah, thank you for being here, brother. No problem. All God right, bless. God bless you guys. This has been the Theonauts Podcast. Call us with your questions or comments at 972-885-7270. That's 972-885-7270. We'd love to hear from you. You are tuned in to the GCT Network. This is your great commission. This is your great commission transmission. At GCTnetwork.com. Transmission. This is your great commission transmission.